Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, gang. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, Saturday means only one thing. Well, two, but only one I can talk about on this podcast. Game day returns to TalkSport and the network with three live and exclusive Premier League commentaries. Game day here, bringing you the very best of the action in the Premier League. It's always a thriller with Talk Sport. Oh, what a goal that is by Bernardo Silva. Curled into the top corner. It's better to be there than to be 10 or 15 points behind. It's better to be there, but a lot of games, tough game is coming. Jimenez now with a good ball into the air to find Wang. Wang shot and he scores. Mason Matz on the volley. What a goal for Chelsea. It's Leeds United 2, Brentford 2. It's come in the last second. We, we started this race as the Hunters and before the race is finished we will we will be the Hunters. Chibu Puki with an absolute rocket of a shot. He's taking it on the volley. Fernandes with the ball towards Ronaldo. He hits it first time. What a volley, what a goal. Success can only be achieved with development and obviously there is still space for improvement. Never a dull moment on game day on Talk Sport. At 12.30 on Talk Sport you can hear Manchester City against Wolverhampton Wanderers whilst Talk Sport 2 brings you Chelsea against Leeds from 3pm. Then it's back to Talk Sport for Manchester United's trip to Norwich. That one kicks off at half past five. And today also sees Liverpool host Aston Villa and Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard returning to Anfield for the first time as manager. In it comes, right foot in, that is absolutely sensational. He might be on his way, but Steven Gerrard is determined to leave Liverpool on a high. Boy, will they miss him when he's gone. It is Aston Villa who will get the game underway. Steven Gerrard's first as a manager in the Premier League. Stevie might say there are no sentiments and stuff like this, that's right, but from our point of view, from a club's point of view, there is sentiments. We love Stevie. For me, it's about preparing the team in the best way I can to try and get a positive result for Aston Villa, and that's the way I will be. And um, everyone in that stadium will know me well enough to know what I'm about and what I'm going to Anfield for. And we will need Anfield and the receptors. See, we can get the best reception in the world because he deserves it. I really respect and understand all the noise around the game for, for obvious reasons because I'm going back to a club that I spent many years there. After 16 years, 167 days, 708 appearances and 185 goals, Steven Gerrard will wear the red of Liverpool for the last time. Jürgen, do you think it's inevitable the way that Steven's career is going that one day he will be the manager of Liverpool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yes, I think. Absolutely, I think. That the, only, the only problem is it's like when is the right moment for that? The more I hear from him, um, the more I'm warming up to the perspective 
that we've got a live one here. For everyone else, it's a massive occasion. For me, it's three points. It's a big game of football, and it's 90 minutes that we need to focus on. We will try everything to create a special, a special atmosphere, but um, when the people are ready, we have a good chance to have a special atmosphere, and then it's difficult for each opponent, and that's what we have to try to, to produce. We only have to focus about 90 minutes, not the occasion. I think what we're seeing is a very much more mature, wiser three-year into his management career, Stephen Gerrard arriving back in the Premier League, aware of the expectations, going into a very decent football club that will have expectations of him, I think might stretch him. But I think Gerrard is morphing into a far more impressive figure than perhaps I gave him credit for. Look, it's not easy for a world-class player um, to become uh, uh, an outstanding manager, but it's possible. And it looks absolutely that Stevie has all the skills you need, and um, I'm really happy for him. I'm warming to the subject of the way that he presents, conducts himself, and the aura that he carries. In the end, it'll be his capabilities of team selection, man management, tactics, and all those things that will define it. We don't have to really concern ourselves with the, the occasion. The players don't. We all know, we're all experienced enough of the challenge that's in front of us. We just need to focus on our game plan, our preparation, what we've prepared for, and go and try and deliver. Now, Tottenham's game with Brighton tomorrow has been postponed due to a number of positive COVID cases in the Tottenham camp. Norwich manager Dean Smith has revealed some of his players are also awaiting PCR results, whilst Leicester missed seven players for Thursday's Europa League trip to Napoli, with a few of them absent due to COVID. This has led to several Premier League managers having their say on the matter as new COVID protocols are set to be introduced in this country. Got a bit of breaking news coming through and uh, you'll have heard from Antonio Conte uh, during uh, the drive show with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. Every day we are having contact with the person that are uh, false negative and then uh, everyone uh, is a bit scared. Also because uh, I think everyone, uh, we have family. Uh, why uh, I, I have to take this, uh, this risk? Why? It now has been confirmed. We had heard, we've had it confirmed now that the Group G Europa Conference game tomorrow between Spurs and Rennes is postponed. So that game is off. I'm really disappointed to hear that and I hope all the, the Tottenham players and staff get, get well quickly. I can't really let you in, into any names at the moment obviously but there's three or four players at the moment that we're waiting on. We just need to carry on and we just need to concentrate on what we can control and be as safe as we possibly can. There is a process that we have to follow by the government's rules and we all in this football club going to follow those rules. You know, we're all trying to live our lives in some kind of normal. I don't, I don't think we can um, constantly worry about it. It's not ideal, I'm sure of that. It could happen in any office in the country as well. It doesn't, it's not just football clubs, which are, are sort of the ones who are getting COVID. It could be any, any walk of life. Now, we are very protected in terms of vaccines and we are trying to protect them in terms of all the protocols that are in place. In Germany, we knock on wood and if we don't have wood, we knock on the head that because everybody is in the moment healthy. Sometimes uh, you see friends and family and, uh, with issues. One thing is important is that the people get, get vaccinated. I think it's important. We have to follow protocols and it has to be done at this time because I think the last thing we want to see is a huge outbreak within any squad, and the safety of the players, the staff, is paramount. We try to be very, very careful of, of uh, not getting any risk of, of losing a player with, with, the, with the virus. Covid doesn't sort of pick and choose who it's, it's going to jump on. We just have to, if you get it, then we just have to try and find a way of getting rid of it quickly. Myself, I have, a, I have the double vaccination, 
and I strongly believe that we need to have it. It's no one's fault, quite obviously, but you know what I mean? It knocks onto the game schedule and how many games keep getting replaced and stuff like that. So there's a lot more to it. Health is the main thing, but then behind that, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of organisation. You know, there's a lot of things it knocks onto. The decision has to be made, first of all, to protect the players and, and the environment. For me, this is the first thing. It's not a joke, it's, it's real. And we have to uh, live with the consequences and... Um, do in the best way possible to, to protect us and to protect others. People have their own choices whether they choose to be vaccinated, but you know the amount of people who have taken the uptake, I think it's incredible that we've got so many people vaccinated. We try to follow them as, as best we can, uh, but knowing it's a very, uh, very delicate issue. Yeah, stay with Brendan Rodgers. And is the Leicester manager under pressure following their exit from the Europa League? They lost 3-2 to Napoli on Thursday night and drop into the Europa Conference League as a result. Shortly, we'll hear from Moni Moni, Simon Jordan and Rogers himself. But here's the former Premier League striker, Darren Bent, on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. But there goes the full-time whistle. Leicester City's Europa League campaign has come to a crushing end here. To be honest, I, I don't know anything about it. In all fairness, my, my focus was on winning this group, or at the very least, finishing second. So without being disrespectful to it, I, I haven't looked at that side of the draw or, or that competition. It never rains, but it pours for Brendan Rodgers. If I was a Leicester fan, I wouldn't be moaning about trying to get Brendan Rodgers out because you get rid of him, who comes in next? It's crazy talk. He's, he's done absolutely you know, wonders uh, for Leicester yeah, and he's a, he's a great pedigree and he's a great manager I mean Leicester are still a very good side it will have to be considered a huge disappointment to have gone out of this tournament they will pull the trigger these owners are ruthless they've shown that in the past Craig Shakespeare who stayed on afterwards he left they, they're not afraid to pull the trigger if they think it's the right thing to do for the football club the Newcastle game if we don't perform well in that then the fans will turn they've got Newcastle the weekend if they look at home if they lose at home to Newcastle, I'm telling you now, the home crowd, that, that will be a very, very uncomfortable place. Look at some of the injuries they've had. I mean, look, Wesley Fofana, fantastic. Been out all season, stupid challenge. James Justin was emerging as one of the, the best young fullbacks, English fullbacks out there. He's been out. Johnny Evans spent time out. Yuri Tillemans at one stage was one of the best midfield players in the Premier League. He spent a bit of time out. Indeedy, one of the best holders in the in the Premier League, he spent time out. Tough time for Brendan Rodgers, um, and this will really test him to the limit. He's had lots of injuries to contend with. Vardy didn't start last night, so maybe there's a little bit of a change going on with certain personnel. There was a long way from anyone really looking at Brendan Rodgers seriously and saying there's a challenge in his job. Now they've just got to stick together as a group. They've got Newcastle at the weekend. That's very much a game they can win and get three points on the board and move from there. If you'd have said to them, listen, when he first got the job in the next couple of years, you're going to finish fifth twice and win the FA Cup, I think most Leicester fans would have gone, or take that. Moving on to Friday night's action then. And of course, Watford lost to Brentford. Here's the best of the reaction on TalkSport. And Brentford have a chance to win it here. It's up to Brian Limbuemo now from the penalty spot. He's taken about four steps back. He's going to hit it left-footed. He comes up now with a run-up. He does a little stutter! And he finds the back of the net! Incredible. Honestly, incredible. Um, but the, the determination, 
attitude, togetherness, the hard work in my team was just remarkable. For two, Watford one, Watford head through Emmanuel Dennis in the first half, but Brentford in the second, like a dog with a bone, forget the insects as they flew at Watford. It's unbelievable what happened uh, for the final goal. We made three mistakes, and when finish the match, it's not possible to continue try to pass a, a short pass. It's much better to keep to kick a long ball out of the stadium and finish the match. Hey Jude! Hey Thomas Frank and Brentford! Brentford 2, Watford 1. We have to think about it. It was the first battle for the relegation uh, battle and uh, we lost. We got a, a good start uh, that was very big and I think if we haven't had key players injured, I think we could have had even more points. Um, and I also think we, have pl- we are played to even more points. Um, so I think we've been fairly uh, unlucky to be fair. And we end today with some F1 chat as Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen go head-to-head in a winner-takes-all final Grand Prix of the season in Abu Dhabi. Both are on 369.5 points for the season. What does that even mean? With Hamilton looking to win an eighth driver's championship, whilst Red Bull's Verstappen could win his first. Our F1 reporter Fern Balsh has been looking at some of the classic title races from down the years. We start off in 1976, the year of the Montreal Summer Olympics. Apple was born and the world was introduced to the ultimate underdog, Rocky Balboa. And in a ring in New York, Muhammad Ali controversially won his final of three fights against Ken Norton to retain his world heavyweight title. Muhammad Ali is the winner and still the heavyweight champion. Meanwhile, on the track in Japan, one of the most famous and almost deadliest rivalries came to an end. Nicky Lauda had just returned from the crash in Germany that left him severely burned. He had a three-point lead against James Hunt, but decided to retire after one lap due to torrential weather. Hunt powered through and, despite bursting a tyre at 180 miles an hour, finished in third to claim the world title. To the year of 1990, we saw the Berlin Wall start to come down and Sir Nick Faldo won the Masters. There it is! Can you believe it? 1990 Masters champion Nick Faldo. Back to the track where one fierce rivalry had been years in the making. Ayrton Senna and Alan Prost had raced as teammates at McLaren, but this time around Prost was finishing his first year with Ferrari. Heading into the penultimate race, all Senna had to do was finish ahead of his former teammates, or if the pair crashed out, he'd take the title. And you can probably guess what happened. Senna collided with the Ferrari, both drivers were pulled out of the race, and Senna was crowned champion. And that led to the famous bashing from Prost, calling him disgusting and a man without value. Fast forward a few years later to 1994. The Channel Tunnel was officially opened and Brazil won the USA World Cup. Roberto Baggio, the saviour of Italy throughout this tournament. He's missed it and Brazil win the World Cup. And it was the year the world saw the first dishonourable deed from Michael Schumacher. Taking a one-point lead over Damon Hill going into the final race in Adelaide. Schumacher, he ran off the track, came back on and turned into Hills as Williams. The German was out on the spot. Hill staggered to the end of the lap, but the damage to his wishbone was irretrievable. Schumacher's victory stood and Damon, he lost that first world title. So that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, don't forget 
to press that subscribe button. I'm back on Monday night from 10pm on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar alongside me old mucker, the fun boy Jason Cundy, taking your calls on all the weekend's action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.